That was our song of the week called Girl by Standing on the Corner. Today I'm going to read a poem called My Heart is in St. Louis. My heart is in St. Louis, and how could someone even do this? Leave this plot of land for that? Let that injustice go? Never look back on the past? Now my present problems present themselves, and I gather all my wealth, all my nothing. I'll give it all to them, not left with one thing, but my heart is in St. Louis. And I don't even know how someone could do this. I'll go back to the loo and show them all I've got when and work for my spot. St. Louis has nothing, but Imani has a lot. All right. Today we're going to be talking with my friend Cooper. Longtime friend, honestly. Long, longer friend than I've had for most of my friendships, you know. You're there, Cooper? Hi, Imani. It's so great to be here. Of course. So fun calling you in. My first call-in guest, actually. Cooper is um, an artist who lives in St. Louis, which is where I grew up, who is from California. Where are you from in California? I was actually born in L.A. Oh, okay. Movie girl vibes. LOL. Ooh, like your last guest? Yes, like my last guest. Come on, you listen up to this show. I love, I love hearing that. What was it like to move? It was kind of like I needed to do it, you know, to get out of my childhood home, to kind of spread my legs. And St. Louis was, I like the big city with the small town vibe, you know. Mm, I totally understand that. It's funny that you think it's a big city. There's so many people who, in St. Louis, who would never, ever consider it a big city. Dude, it's huge. There's a big old monument. There's the arch. People are always talking about the arch. What did you think about it when you saw it? I love it. Like, it's like the Eiffel Tower in Paris. It's not until you're right there and you see it and you're driving through the buildings and, like, kind of catch a peek. Yeah. But it's like, wow. Yeah, it's it's right there. It's funny, though, because so many people in St. Louis hate it there. They feel like it's a hellscape, and you're like, it looks like the Eiffel Tower. I don't know. I know what you mean. It's so cool. Yeah, it is cool. (laughs) As far as, like, navigating life as an artist in St. Louis, how do you balance, like, your art versus, you know, working to support yourself? Really, when I say I'm an artist, like, I really mean, like, everything. Like, I do painting. Mm -hmm. I do music i do cooking and cooking is one art that i do what's your instagram oh my instagram is oops too you know <laughs> so you're saying that you delve into art in your everyday life so it never really feels like you're working specifically it kind of sucks that uh i do have to go to work instead of just being able to do everything due to creative passion mm-hmm. but living in america is one thing yeah i mean if you could live anywhere else where would you live um, I want to live in Amsterdam. Europe, in Italy. Italy? Aren't you Italian? We. See, we, or whatever whatever they be saying. That is so Get me out of America. Get me out of America, literally anywhere. Did you know that Americans have this chemical, 99% of us have this chemical in our blood called C8, that is also in a lot of other parts of the world, but it's everybody in America. And if you go to other places, the water is chemically, compoundly different because of the chemicals that are permanently in our water system. Did you know that? No. Isn't that so crazy and sad? Is it a good chemical? Like, no, it it's C8. It's like a hydrofluorocarbon. Basically, it's, it's really hard for our bodies to break down, and it stays in our blood for life. 
And it's the chemical that makes Teflon, the nonstick material. And other nonstick materials like, you know, those sprays you would put on couches or shoes so that it doesn't get wet, those also have C8, like high amounts of C8 in it. But no matter if you use those products or not, if you drink American water, you have C8 in your blood. Well, that makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) I know. It is a little scary thought, I think. I think it's something I want people to know about, though. Like, that's super important, you know? Yeah. And being in St. Louis, I know you live in the city. The only way they would change a pipe is if somebody was specifically like change this pipe. I know that your pipes have like, you know what I mean? Like all these other things in it that just, that's the thing about St. Louis. It's such an old city and there's no like renovations. The fact that like people are drinking the worst chemicals, you know, like the infrastructure is the same. But at the same time, I thought St. Louis was known for its extremely pure tap water that goes into the bush yes, brewery yes i love when people get into that and they try to like uh claim that the filtration system you know will completely yeah. destroy every single bacteria that's in, like i don't know like st louis people are all about saying like our water is like drinking like Bullshit. our own yes like it's american water so it's gonna be tainted it is no matter what type of filtration system you know what i mean as many filtration systems as you mm-hmm. want there are these like chemicals that are getting into our blood even once you put it in the brita yeah, honestly, just last month, there was brown water coming out of my tap. Wow. It wow. was, like, legit brown, and yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink that ever again. And, and they, like, down the street, they have the fire hydrant running two weeks straight to wow. try to, like, clear it out. But now I'm like, I don't drink the tap water, and, like, all my guests are like, well, actually, St. Louis has yeah. the best tap water. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. like, well, well like, actually, it's brown. brown one. <laughs> No, I know. I know what you mean. Like, there's something about being in St. Louis. People in St. Louis don't leave St. Louis for real. So weird. They do not leave St. Louis for real. And they don't realize that everywhere has normal water that is filtered. Everywhere has filtered water. Everywhere has water that is chemically treated and filtered. I do think that, like, other states, like, have more chlorinated water. It tastes more chlorinated. But St. Louis water is just as gross. So you're saying they, they had brown water in your pipes. Did you get, like, a boil order or something? Nope. They just had the fire hydrant running for a couple weeks, and they said it was all good. So, like, nobody let you know what was happening? No. That's crazy. I had no idea. I don't even, I don't know. That's crazy. That's really weird that, uh, well, for for me, I (laughs) live. Welcome to St. Louis. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to St. Louis. I lived in Bridgeton, which is next to the landfill and the airport and the highway. And uh, it's just a terrible place to live, like, environmentally. So we would have boil orders on our water all the time. They would send us in a mail a paper that said, there's a boil order on your water. So if you were to use your water, you have to boil it. Here are so many reasons why that's... What century is this? Okay, and it's coming through mail. Like, what? At that point, I've already drank it. Like, how long ago was I supposed (laughs) to start boiling? Like, when was that? When when, when did the boil order start? Like, what? It's it's so panicky because you're just kind of like, what is going on? I don't know. Like that that that's the kind of thing where it's like, even though my heart is in St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? Even though I love St. Louis for what it is, and you know, that is inexcusable. I gotta say, everyone that I've met here that's from St. Louis. Mm -hmm like talk a lot of trash on St. Louis. Yes, yeah. But everyone that I've met that has like moved here Mm -hmm. really loves it. Like I love St. Louis. It's such a good scene. That's awesome. I remember when I had first, not even first talked to you, I think we were talking this summer, maybe June or July, you were saying like you kind of wanted to go back or was that just because of your roommate or like what? Because I feel like I heard you say you want to go back to Cali. I definitely want to go back to California. My heart's there. Right, yeah. Beach girl, but... For the time being, like, to come, like I said, I wanted to stretch my legs and make a name for myself. Yeah. And, like, St. Louis has an amazing theme for that. 
okay, if you're an artist in St. Louis right now, go look for other artists in St. Louis because they're looking for you. Connect with each other. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing all the artists I know in St. Louis complain about how nobody's an artist in St. Louis. And I know like 10 of them. There are people who are there who are creative just like you. There are people who are stuck in St. Louis just like you. You know what I mean? Or people who are, are coming there and who want to create things. There is this person on Instagram. Her name is Lily Kitty. L-I-L-Y dot K-I-T-I. She is super cool. She's in St. Louis, and I really like how she produces. Uh, oh, my God, did you go to her party? Yeah, I was going to say, you're not plugging Lily Kitty right now. <laughs> but guess what? Yes. I actually am in the works of collabing with no. their studio. What? Of like, course you are. That's something I wanted to, like, touch up on. You're so funny. With e I love being intuitive. I'm glad I touched on it because that must be where I found her at then because I know I followed her one day and I was like, Why did, wh where did this come from? Like, this random beautiful person in St. Louis. Definitely you because you know how to find those artists in St. Louis. What project are you doing with her if you can reveal any of it? I won't reveal much, but We're I are looking forward to it. small corner with some of my art for sale, some ceramics, some wall canvases. Mm -hmm. When is that? It will be in 2022. Ooh, I love that feeling. It's coming up quick. Yeah, I love that feeling. Like, it will be in 2022. Like, you know, looming. <laughs> Menacing almost. That's awesome. No, but, um, yeah, I'm glad that you found, like, a home in the St. Louis art scene that can be not hard, totally. but difficult to navigate, I suppose. could be a good way. But to like you said, like, they're looking for people like yeah. everyone out here wants something yes they're wanting something we're all artistic. looking yes we're all looking well i wanted to ask you as far as the business aspect goes of your business and being like you know participating in capitalism as we all have mm -hmm. to do how do you see the future of your i don't want to say quote-unquote business but it feels weird to put who you are as a business you are an artist i don't necessarily think that's a yeah. business but i do you see what i'm saying yeah, I totally see what you're saying. Okay. And, like, honestly, I was doing, like, the small business thing for a while, mm -hmm. and it, it's hard work. Yeah. Like, you're out here, like, making something that takes hours and hours and hours and still feeling kind of guilty asking for, like, $30, $40 for it. Oh, wow, like, yeah. It's hard out here. That's like, so true. Amazon is killing us. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that gave me chills. Like I you don't want to pay chills. $10 for anything. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely something that I've experienced as well, where, like, if it's a small business, I'm ready to spend, like, at least, like, $50. Just because that's how you have to that's how you have to shop when it comes to small businesses, because I don't think we realize right? that... Right, it is literally someone's work. Yeah, I think that something about production and, like, cost things that people don't realize is that everything costs. If you got something for free, somebody else paid for it, whether it's with labor or money mm -hmm. or something. And so, like, I don't know, whenever I pay for things that aren't expensive, I'm like, I wonder where they cut the cost. I wonder where I got the discount you know and that's what it ended up coming to like at mm -hmm. a certain point it's like oh instead of just pestering my friends and family for mm -hmm. it like I'm gonna have to lower my prices if I want to let these strangers in that's which very is true. sad it is sad because you want it to be a way of life you want to just be an artist you don't want to have to do anything else you want to be who you are mm -hmm. which is an artist yeah I think that's funny because um not a lot of people are artists but the space that we're creating and cultivating in America is one that is for artists, I think. But it's also like, it's for artists, but in the way to keep artists poor, but to keep them wanting more. I think that's kind of what capitalism does. It, it keeps those artists poor enough to want to participate in the system and know that they need to participate in the system, but free enough to know that they can participate in the system and be successful. There is potential, but it's sparse. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I actually found this, community it sounds a little culty oh but, my gosh uh, cooper you're literally a cancer community. no 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 don't, 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 don't just 
skip over that. You just said it sounds a little culty. Okay, what's it called? Yeah, so it's like an arts community where this um, gay couple, yes. two husbands, Slay. are funding artists to like just live. They pay their rent, they pay their food, and then they give you all the supplies you need. You were telling me about this. Like, Didn't you go? I am going to apply, yes. I, I went and visited. It's like such an amazing community. How long it's would you be there? In, it's out in Bell. Oh, okay. It's not quite in St. Louis, but yeah. it's like an hour away. How long would you uh, be staying there? Honestly, for as long as I can. What? Free rent? Really? What? No, yeah, that's very true. Like, what? Free rent? What? What? <laughs> LOL. Middle of Missouri, but at least you're surrounded by artists, which is the whole point of being anywhere is be surrounded by people you love. So That's why I kind of came out here, like, searching for, like, what's the art scene like? I know what you mean. Like, anywhere else except L.A., because everybody wants to go to L.A. Isn't your childhood home in Sacramento? My child, I was born in L.A., but I grew up in the Coachella Valley. Coachella, right. And the art scene out there is incredible. Really? In Palm Springs, um, like the Desert X, like they mm. just have artists like create these amazing, huge pieces that people will go out into the desert. And like, it's like a whole thing around yeah, no. the Coachella Valley. Like you'll have to drive out into the desert mm -hmm. to go see this huge sculpture or like a little underground bunker. Like yeah. it, it totally gets you moving. Yeah, and I that's one imagine. thing, like, moving to St. Louis, everyone is like, why did you come here? Like, why did I you I asked that? you that the first time I met you. That might have been one of the first questions I ever asked you. Right? <laughs> like, why did you leave? No, for but sure. I still don't really get that. That's, that's always going to be there. Yeah. Oh, I guess it is kind of a comforting feeling to know that because California is California, what you had there will always be there. And yeah, it always has been. It. Yeah. I guess it's kind of interesting to see also... I guess there's this idea that I was presented with when I was really small. If you're the smartest person in the room, get into a new room. And it's kind of like, mm, yeah. I feel like you were the smartest person in your room, so you got into a new room. Do you see? But I have the same mindset as you do, Which where is? I would like to leave and then come back uh, for them. You know, yes. come back with ideas and a new mindset. Yes. Or, like, just a new way of thinking yes. for them and, like, to help them. Yes. Uh-huh. And you did mention that, like, uh, something that I want to do. Well, just to, like, further delve into that, something I want to do after I come from Chicago is go back to St. Louis and fix it. And I'm going to do that mm. in four years. Like, just give me four years. I have a poem, and, like, one line is, just give me four years, and I promise I won't leave my sisters in tears in fear when they leave their doorstep. Some have done work, but mm -hmm. there's just so much more left. And, like, it's like I can go back to St. Louis and I can fix whatever I can, you know, but there will always be a bit more work left to do. Do you ever feel like you've taken on a challenge that might be, like, very grand for your expectations? I don't think at all, no. Okay, good. I, uh, do you feel like that? <laughs> no, I, I was thinking more so of, like, along the lines of uh, potential. Mm -hmm. It can be deceiving. You know you're only going to be able to fix what you can fix. Yeah, you know? There is really not much pressure. yeah. I guess I, oh, maybe that's where I'm coming into. It's like I'm putting this pressure upon myself. But, I mean, uh, what do you tell your family about St. Louis? My uncle lives here, and right. we have never really seen them because they live in St. Louis. Mm. So it's interesting to kind of, like, let everyone know how we're living. Like, they have no idea. Mm. Like, they don't even get fall time around there. You know, mm. there's only palm trees. <laughs> they don't get it like snow. it's, like, torture. Right, <laughs> right, really dude. Trip. Well, like I'm experiencing fall for my second time being yeah. in St. Louis yeah. this year, and like That's it's fun. just incredible. It's That's just something fun. you never. No, I can hear the smile on your face. I really can. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, fall Absolutely. is. Yeah, a, a fall for a white girl is like a natural habitat, I feel like. Oh my gosh. It gets Starbucks. Mm, <laughs> it gets Starbucks. Um, I, I had I'm a, also a hipster, so I go to, yes, you know. Cafes. I go to Rise. You go to cafes, if you will. <laughs> I had I had my first like cup of coffee, like complete cup of coffee yesterday or the day before that. And I'm literally Your first? I, my first. I'm addicted to coffee now. Like I want a coffee soap. I want a cold a cold foam cold brew. Like so bad. Like so bad. <laughs> like now I see like why they love it so much. Coffee like, is addicting. It is. It's it's good. It's good. I love Starbucks. I don't really know. Well, as far as like coming here to St. Louis, I wanted to ask you because I have very little obviously knowledge on anybody in California but especially <laughs> white people in California and I wanted to know the difference if any between white people in California and white people in St. Louis like whether it goes with like conduct or anything that you've noticed honestly I didn't really this until I visited back to California in June mm-hmm. where like being in the grocery store in California like they're there to do their thing mm-hmm. But if I go to, like, down the street to Schnucks mm-hmm. in St. Louis, I feel like a celebrity. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like people are like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. there she is. Like, oh, wow. probably because I have, like, my, my nipples out. Hearing. Probably because, like, uh, I don't know, the, the way you walk. Yeah. St. Louis, people, uh, I don't want to say conservative, but, mm. like... <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's actually the perfect word. Actually, like not even conservative in like a political context, but like a true conservative context. Like not wearing yeah, revealing like, clothes. Oh my god. Yeah, like not dyeing your hair, no piercings, like this type of thing. Yeah. Or and they'll still try to be nice about it. Uh, but they're judgy, and you can tell. Is that what they'll you're saying? They'll hate you. But <laughs> they really want you to like them or something yeah. like. Wow, that's a very good way to put it. Because I've also felt that type of thing in St. Louis, where people really <laughs> hate you, but they still want you to like them. I mean, I totally see that. Do you feel like the conduct is different at all? No, everyone's pretty much just doing their thing, I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm just more interested in it, obviously. But I think that being growing up in the South and in St. Louis, people make it seem like we are in this like racist hellscape, which is true, which is America. But I guess it's like <laughs> a curious, curious little black girl in St. Louis. Like, I wonder if it's, like, not like this everywhere. Like, if people are sometimes, like, okay and normal. Or, like, you're allowed to just live your life. To be. Without being uh, surveilled. Yeah, that's one thing in St. Louis. Very surveilled. That was fun. And that's one thing about going to the artist residency in Mm -hmm. Bell. Mm -hmm. It's, like, just being out there and, like, seeing that very, very rural town Mm -hmm. where it's, like, if you don't wave at the cop, like, they'll think something's up. Just those weird little mannerisms. Like, yeah. you go through this town, and it's almost like you're, like, back in the, I don't even know, like, the, the 20s or something. Uh. Like, everyone wants to be, like, your neighbor, mm. but they also want to be left alone. Like, mm. I do like that. Not really, mm. no. When the only black people in the town are those, like, brought in, like, yeah. to diversify the place it's kind of scary I I think that that's I think it's funny you say that because growing up in school I don't know if I told you this or not I was in the desegregation program in St. Louis I was oh. there because I was black and I lived in the city so I went to a school in West County and I just had a better education and a better opportunity um it was called like the deseg program my mom was in it and my grandma was in it as well like, they really, really want to be progressive, but no, they're doing yeah. it wrong. Yeah, they're doing it wrong. I remember at one point, like, in high school, I'd noticed, like, we had, like, you know, every high school has, like, a little gifted program for the whatever students, you know. 
and I'm yeah. like, dang, I'm really the only black person in this school who's gifted, like the only one. Like, like, like really, I was noticing. I was like, that's crazy. And it's because they picked me. Do you know what I like? I understand what you're saying with the, like the feeling of like seeing those. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, please come in here. Yes. Like, <laughs> like somebody's got to feel it in the air. Like it's awkward. Oh my god, it's awkward. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like the forced diversification, I guess. Yeah. But then it's also like you... also mm-hmm. that's one thing about being in St. Louis. Yeah. Everyone um, that I've met who is a black person yeah. like is baffled by the way like like they're just not expecting me to treat them yeah normally like a certain yeah like a person like yeah. they're like oh shit like you're really cool and I'm I like, remember experiencing that when I first met you I definitely remember experiencing that when I first met you like very heavily I was like people don't treat you like this no like, <laughs> and it's it's crazy it's like I don't even notice people don't treat me like that until I was like you were probably one of the first people in my adult life that I've ever like really no I can confidently say this you're the first friend I've had that didn't grow up in St. Louis like and so like that was really odd for me because I think that like growing up in St. Louis gives you like this automatic racist context and as a a white person because it's so easy to exist like that like it's just so easy to exist in spaces where white people I mean where black people or any people of color will never go because Missouri has Uh, places like that that are fostered for white people. And so, yeah, to meet you was very, not like... Like, you can tell when you're the token black friend. Yes, yes. It's obvious. I think, I think, actually, I have a picture of it. When I first met you, you said, Dark Goddess, I don't know how I'll be able to breathe in your presence. I remember this. I remember this. I thought it was so funny. I thought it was so funny. I thought it was so funny. I like, I like take a picture. I was like, this is hilarious. But I just never like had someone like approach me. I, I mean, after I guess that wasn't the only thing that was surprising about it. It's surprising about it that you were normal after because people can typically say things like that and be like very abnormal AF about it. But like you were still normal mm-hmm. after that. So I'm like, okay, this is obviously just a term like kind of endearment. I can tell, but it was just very funny. Like I don't know, it was very very funny to me. Like I don't know. But yeah, that definitely. But I can just tell that's one difference about growing up somewhere that wasn't St. Louis, Mm -hmm. or like, or I should just say, growing up in California, Mm. is there's a lot of celebrated diversity. Yeah. But coming over to St. Louis, like, a lot of the friends I've met, they were like, "Oh, like I grew up in such a small town that like I didn't see a black person until I was this age." Yeah. I definitely agree with that. What makes it obvious to you? Because for me, growing up there, I have like 19 years of like obvious racist experience. Like what for you gives it away? Like this person is, you know, not like me, do you know? Or like, or if a white person's like, oh yeah, like talking about their friends, like telling a story and they're like, oh yeah, they're black. Like, mm, give like away. when it has nothing to do with the story. Give away, got your goofy oh. ass, got you. It's like, oh yeah. Got you. Got you. Give away. Or, like, not even with black people, too. Like, oh, yeah, like, my Asian friend. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's okay. I could say that because my Asian friend said Whoa. that. Like, I know what you mean. It's funny. Those are such simple things that in St. Louis are such integral parts of conversation. Integral. I yeah. feel like it's very, if I was having a conversation with somebody who was white in St. Louis, I feel like it would be very important for them, not necessarily only for me, but for their story, to include these specificities about people's race. I think Mm -hmm. that maybe the reason why I'm noticing that is because 
in places like where you are, there are more people of color. So if you're like, this is my black friend, I was like, well, that could be 50% of the people around us. But if someone yeah, St. Louis was so like, true. if someone in St. Louis was like, this is my black friend, where you're like, oh my God, that low key is sparse because that's only like a very small percentage of the people around you. I guess is what right, they're trying to. Know who they are. Yes, I guess is what they're trying I never really thought about it that way. It's so sympathetic towards white people. Me but um, It's probably what they're trying to say. They're probably just trying to say like, oh, out of all the people around me who are mostly white, by the way, I have an Asian friend and a black friend. And yes, I know stuff about Asian culture. And that's why I can say this because blah, blah, blah. Like kind of trying to prove their like, you know, awareness, I guess. Exactly. Like, but in reality, if like it, you were comfortable saying it, then you would just be comfortable saying it. Yeah. Actually, let's get into that. What can white people do to like not be terrible anymore? I love talking about this because people don't talk about this enough. People don't talk about this okay, enough. Am I your token white friend? Yes, BFF. What? <laughs> every single one of my token, every single one of, you know Dakota, okay? Okay? It gives right. Dakota. Yep. Oh, shout out Dakota. Shout out Dakota. <laughs> I love Dakota. I'm having him on the show tomorrow. But yeah, no, I definitely have token white friends. I do that on purpose. This. Like I make sure that people know, like, yes, like this is my white friend. Like this is sparse. This is <laughs> scarce. Like I have like four or five of them. This is it right here. You know what I mean? It's scarce. It, it, it is. It is. It is. But I, I make sure to do it. I make sure to like make that a point. You know. But yeah, no. What can white people do to help? Let's see. Uh... Yeah, let's dive into that. No, yeah, let's get let's into it. it. All right. Uh, let's think about a micro. Mind their business. Oh my god. Let's start there. Mind your mind your business, bro. Mind your business. I think that that's something that white people haven't learned enough because they're so able to be in other people's business. Everybody is so permissive of them so to be true. in their business. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. Like, I feel like when white people, like, touch my hair or kind of, like, intrigue about me or my culture, people around me expect me to feel flattered almost. And I feel annoyed and irritated. Don't talk to me. Legit. Don't talk. I don't, if I ever look inviting to a white person, think again. I'm trying to look uninviting to you. Don't talk to me. I don't want you to approach me or talk to me or touch my hair or ask me about anything. I will only talk to you if I want to talk to you. And that's very explicit. You know what I mean? It's a very hard boundary I keep. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, instead of just immediately inserting themselves into your life. And I think that they can do that in so many spaces. They can do that in A, B, C, D, E, F, G space. You know what I'm saying? Every space is made mm -hmm. for them. Imani space is not for you. Imani space is anti you. And you have to understand. You know what I mean? Like whenever I'm around. <laughs> anti -you. Yeah, it's anti, it's anti the integral part of who you are. Do you know what I'm saying? The essence of, mm -hmm. sadly, like the, the being that you hold on earth, at least for this lifetime type of thing. I'm saying this like I believe in other lifetimes. <laughs> I love if people do that, like like in this lifetime. I'm like, girl, you do not believe in that. Anyway, yeah, no, I think that that's one thing. Mind your business, bro. Mind your business. What else can white people do? See, white men usually do everything. So, oh, I have to figure out a problem. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But let's see, let's see, let's see. I think that probably... Like, just be comfortable with themselves? Yes, I think. Because once white people are uncomfortable with themselves, they protrude that uncomfortableness onto other people. When white people are uncomfortable, Absolutely. they make it a duty to make everyone uncomfortable for some reason. It's very, very odd. And it is. It's really, really odd. Like, if you're a white person, I think that one thing you should definitely do is be quiet and don't talk. And I mean that in the Learn. harshest way. Like, I mean, be quiet. Be quiet and don't talk. Unless someone is speaking to you, don't talk. You will have plenty of opportunities to talk. Don't talk. You know what I mean? You will have plenty of opportunities that people will create for you to speak, to share your ideas, Absolutely. to create, to exist. Don't, you know what I'm, like, shut up, bro. Be quiet. I feel like... At a certain extent, like, white people are taught that their opinions matter, like. Yes, and I would love to tell. In reality, like, a very small percentage, yes. 
percentage of opinions actually matter. Yes, like. and why people are an even smaller percentage of that opinion, LOL. Exactly. A very, 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 very minuscule amount, if you would ask me, I'll probably say point like zero if, zero one. If, if white people would pick their moment, yes. then, like, maybe we'd actually get somewhere. But hmm. no, they just, like, stab every, every single moment that they possibly can. Yeah, saturate it with their essence. Dang, can I escape some Caucasian essence? I'd love to get out of the essence of why people hates it. Even when I'm in Chicago, like, I was just talking about this with my friend Jackie, and the people are listening to this, they're going to hear it as last week's episode, about how, like, my school is really freaking white, bro, and all the spaces here are created, like, fostered for white Catholic girls. Like, they love white Catholic girls. I mean, that's who pays tuition, mm-hmm. I understand, but it's just so evident in, like, not creepy but it's like dang there's not one space for me except the diversity room you know what I mean like I know and and, I mean there are spaces for students you know of all marginalized communities for sure there are spaces but it's like one or two spaces you know not like a big dining hall where even when we come down to the fact that I'm eating pizza and pasta every day like why is everything Italian why is everything white you know, like I don't even very think people. Yeah, I don't even think people understand about those like small parts of American culture. Like pizza is so commonly eaten around America. It's something that we eat all the time. It is such a white dish, bro. And the way that it's mm. like it's it's so white. And I feel like every other culture. Like imagine like eating something at your own home. Every, you know what I mean? Every day and going to school and like all they tomatoes have, and cheese. Like all, that's literally all you have. All they have is pizza. And then there are white kids who are like, "Yay, this is low-key what I would have eaten anyway." And then you have kids who are like, "This is very very like." <laughs> invasive and taking of like a piece of who I am you know like even that small part yeah. it's just not made for them it's not it's made and for like if they life. did have like some anything else like it would be like very oh we're having yes. like Jamaican food today or like yes. we are having Mexican food today yes. like it'll be like a whole big, event big. yeah of, like regular yeah instead of just like regular like oh we're having Jamaican food because Jamaican people exist and because Jamaican food is good like no we're having Jamaican you know what I mean like this big because it's a special holiday or yeah like, I know what you mean like isn't that what America's all about is like the melting pot of like please and, like escaping yeah, like, yeah isn't that what yeah. it's supposed to be all about <sighs> the last time we actually had an American value is when we bro American values are so screwed and misconstrued like I don't think people really even understand what we value only thing we value as Americans is it's because being it's so American. individual I was talking about this last week with my friend Jackie individualism strikes us in this super intense way and because America is a Protestant country we experience individualism in this way that's almost like anti a bigger authority Typically, it would be religion, but because religion and the government are so synonymous in America, they operate similarly. Yeah. The church and the rich people. The church and the, the church and the, the church and Amazon. LOL. <laughs> Dang, Amazon's really out here like destroying lives and communities, like at large. Can't even pay their taxes. At large, can't even pay their taxes. Come on, Jeff Bezos. Like, didn't, isn't that what you built? Like, <laughs> Did you like low-key create that? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Those people are so annoying. Um. Okay, well, I do want to ask you, though, what are you mad about today, if anything? Like, uh, everything we just brushed upon? Yes, that is definitely upsetting, for sure. (laughs) But I I was actually, like, thinking about this um, when I heard the last episode of last week. I was Mm. like, what am I mad about? Mm -hmm. Like, 
that's I love that. And like it gets me thinking. Yeah, I think you should be able to express negative emotions as freely as positive emotions, and there are rarely spaces for negative emotions, which makes negative mm-hmm. emotions come out in really odd ways, especially in places where they're supposed to be positive. So if you create a space for negative emotions, you can keep them in that space rather than in other spaces. Actually, that's an excellent point. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Definitely. That's why people bottle things up. And yep. Mm-hmm. But explode it, mm-hmm. in a way that's non-productive at all. Mm-hmm. Not productive at all. But right now we're going to talk about where you're mad today, and that is? I'm mad. Uh, I'm mad about the distance. Mm. The distance between everyone I want to hug. Like, mm. why do I have to get on a plane or, like, drive yes. three hours to Chicago to true. hug Imani? Like, no, that's so true. Oh, my gosh. Why is everybody wanting my hugs? You're, like, the fifth person who's wanted a hug for me today. Like, Actually, that says something I should think and about. And just, like, being um, so far away from my hometown and establishing myself in mm-hmm. St. Louis, like, it has just made me realize, like, I'm going to be, like, hours and hours away from people I hold such dearly to my heart, like, no matter where I am. Forever. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> like, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to create a space for yourself somewhere where you're not comfortable, but that's, like, a downside of it. Like, now I'm going to have to leave. Yes. Or, I was talking to my friends about this today because I was thinking about, I don't know, like transferring, driving out, I don't know, doing something different because I was having a little moment or whatever, a little episode vibe. (laughs) But uh, I was uh, talking to them and I was just, they were like, so you're going to be here next semester? I was like, I am going to be here next semester. They're like, why won't you go back to St. Louis? And I just kind of had a moment where I realized like, no matter where I am, the feelings that I'm experiencing because I'm not in St. Louis will always persist. The feeling of like wanting, missing, survivor's guilt. You know what I mean? These these feelings are right. not particular to St. Louis or my experience at all. And, like, I think going back to St. Louis for Thanksgiving break, like, helped me realize how much is not there for me right now, how much I've already discovered and explored, and how I just need to be in Chicago. And that's just where it is for me right now, at least. Um, so I totally With understand your goal-oriented self, like, mm-hmm. you are being the most productive mm-hmm. you could possibly be. Which is... I love to see it. The goal. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope you can see me thrive in Cooper. Hey, Liz. I have wanted to see you thrive ever since I met you. Like, Aww. just the sureness of yourself, like, to de gentrify your hometown, like, yes. that's so powerful. Nay, nay. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're all here for you. And sh- it's the Imani show. And it is. And it is. It's the Imani show. Oh, my gosh. That's so fun. Well, uh, yeah, I, I really want to touch on what you're mad about today. I want to tell you what I'm mad about today. What, what are I'm- you mad about? particularly I'm mad about um like how people operate with time I've noticed that ever since I've had more control of my time I take things a lot slower because typically people took things really fast when I was like younger Mm -hmm. and it would kind of just make me feel like this rush like in my body just always like I'm on the go I think it fuels a lot of my mental illness so I've been trying to like just kind of take moments and literally slow down like instead of walking to the train with the pace I'll walk to the train extra slow because otherwise Mm. it's just like this feeling of like I'm chasing something and it's I think it's just terrible for the psyche I really do I have no evidence as to if it's terrible for the psyche or not but I think for me like the feeling of having to be somewhere be on time or be rushed is overwhelming and so I've noticed myself coming getting places like 15 minutes early or waiting for someone for 30 minutes and being totally fine with that you know what I mean being more malleable with time and um, I'm just kind of upset that other people around me aren't as malleable with time as I am it's a little frustrating do you think that your mental illnesses 
contribute to that? Or oh, you said yes. that the mental illnesses were caused yes. by that? No, no, no. They the first thing you said look see this is why i need to talk to people who know me you know what i'm saying so i can yeah. just kind of like realize like oh wait no you're just having a mental Ill- mental illness moment that's so funny i love inserting a british accent whenever i just kind of want to you know that's fun sparks of life don't make fun of my culture oh my gosh the way i'm, the way I'm about to like slam your culture now lma era i'm so dead on, no you said that. you said it on the radio People don't know I'm joking. They know I'm joking. The love know I'm joking. Me and Adele. Anyway, okay. Well, thanks so much, Cooper, for talking to me. I, I heavily appreciate it. Honestly, you. I'm going to leave tonight knowing to yes. slow down and, you know, be a little more patient. Be a little more patient. It's definitely something that, uh, learning process. So be patient with it for real because I, 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 I be getting mad, okay? But, yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you I totally you feel that. And that, that kind of is like brushing upon like the capitalistic view of the world you yeah. know like i you have a phone so you can text me right back yeah. like like no like no sometimes i just want to go at my own pace yeah you are that type of person so, you are you're a cancer i i've noticed that you're very homey i love that about you but at the same time like it's the aquarius moon like i have to go 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 i have to be productive no most definitely like what else is out there right now yeah. right like if i'm have a day off and i don't do anything like mm-hmm. I low-key feel like horrible about it yeah like I yeah, wasted yeah. my day and that's not that's not okay Mm-mm. you shouldn't feel horrible the for existing the grind life is a capitalistic life. instilled view in us so true babe so 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 true well thank you for talking to me today like truly though I really appreciate it um, yeah thank you for having me I love ice cream social my <laughs> favorite podcast oh wow I love that only one episode out period <laughs> that's all they need to know Okay, well. And I do listen to a lot of podcasts. Really? That surprises me. And iTunes Social is my favorite. That surprises You listen to podcasts? Yeah. That's so surprising to me. That's so weird. I don't know. That seems like something you wouldn't indulge in. But Well, good. You listen to my podcast, as you should. As you should listen to my podcast, duh. Absolutely. Well, I I will talk to you soon. But I thank you for coming on, okay? Absolutely. Okay, see you, Cooper. Bye. All right, everyone. That was Cooper. At Oops2 on Instagram, O-O-P-S-T-W-O, if you would like to look into some of her artwork and support a local St. Louis artist. So awesome. I want to thank you guys for listening today and hope that you can leave with some lessons learned and uh, have a great week.